Welcome to the New Yorker's April 13, 2009 issue. We have five articles for you. In the talk of the town, Jane Mayer writes about how a book's prediction that six top officials in the Bush administration would be arrested for war crimes may actually come true. Next, John Lee Anderson writes about the high stakes that surround Iranian President Mahmoud Ahmadinejad's re-election campaign. Then Jill Lepore takes us on a journey into the history of debt in America. And in the current cinema, Anthony Lane reviews two films, Adventureland, Greg Matola's follow-up to Superbad, and Goodbye Solo, a drama about an unlikely but unforgettable friendship. But first, it's this week's comment. In Obamaism, George Packer reports on how much the Obama administration has been able to accomplish in such a short period of time. Another week, another earthquake. Having already signed a nearly $800 billion stimulus bill, restored the rule of law to America's treatment of detainees in its custody, developed plans to shore up the banking and housing sectors, demanded new regulation of private equity and hedge funds, proposed sweeping reforms in health care, energy, and education, and deepened the country's involvement in Afghanistan and Pakistan, President Obama, in his 10th week in office, effectively put the government in charge of a large part of the automobile industry. And that was just Monday. By midweek at the G20 meeting in London, he had also committed the United States in principle to a new global regulatory framework for financial markets, and by some accounts had resurrected the art of presidential diplomacy. Then on Thursday night, he won passage of a $3.5 trillion budget, whose tax and spending provisions mark the end of a long-term trend toward greater inequality. Well short of Obama's first hundred days, the dominant characteristic of his presidency is clear. Activist government on every front. It's harder to make out the contours of the philosophy at the core of this dazzling blur of action. Given the early and ample track record, there's surprisingly little agreement over the nature of Obamaism. Obama's signature projects defy grouping under a single heading, and as a result, he has been criticized for inconsistency. To take one example, he forced the chief executive of General Motors, Rick Wagoner, into early retirement, and yet he has not called for the removal of any of the failed leaders of America's financial institutions, like Bank of America's Kenneth Lewis. He promised a federal guarantee of warranties for owners of GM and Chrysler cars, but he won't put the government in temporary control of the banks, which are at the heart of the economic crisis. He is willing to spend $275 billion for homeowners' relief, but he won't let the